Boss is the Clap. I am Deb, and on our anniversary show, our very first guest, Michael, is joining us again. Hello. Doug is here. Hello. Trying very hard to lean away from me so I don't punch him in my murderous rage. It's not my fault. You said it was time. Time for what? Like, no, time was the cause of your rage. You have time rage. Be really good I'm also again. frustrated with outdated technology, but that's nobody's fault. No, it just happens. Everything wears out, even you. Even the Mona Lisa's falling apart. No, no, they'll work on that one. Yeah, but the Leaning Tower of Pizza is no longer leaning farther. No, they, they stopped that. With an app? There's an app. There's yeah. an app for that. <laughs> it's called Concrete Injection. All right, well, let's does the phrase concrete injection make anybody else think of horrific things? Made me, me feel like my dick was made out of concrete. Firm yet brittle? Yeah. Also, the only person that's ever seen that movie in this room. Cool. No idea what you're talking about. The other guys. I did watch it. It wasn't good. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. You can, you can, you can, I, I do not the understand how you do not like Anchorman and the other guys. I'm not saying watch Talladega Nights. Oh my god, Nights. it was fucking terrible. They were terrible. The only good part of the other guys was Samuel Jackson and Walbert. No, and The Rock. And The Rock. They were hilarious. Samson and Hightower. The entire fucking scene where they have the grandmother going back and forth carrying them sex messages between them. Oh, that was horrible. Exactly. No, it was awful. It was so annoying and awkward and terrible. Well, yeah, what do you expect? She was in Ghost Rider. Oh, I didn't put it on her. She's just trying to work. She didn't have a writing The grandmother or Eva Mendes? Ava? Whatever. What, sorry? I said, so is Nicholas Cage. I'm just trying to work. Nicholas Cage will be in anything. Ghost Rider was so bad. Oh my god. No, Ghost, Ghost Rider 2 was really bad. I, they made a second one? Yeah, Spirit of Vengeance? I never saw it. How do you pee? Cut to him using his dick like a flamethrower. Actual part of the movie. <laughs> Actual part of the movie. So that's how he became the Ghost Rider. He's got gonorrhea. <gasps> Okay, I know actually how he became the ghostwriter, but I'm not going to explain it on the podcast. Well, I know how he did The too. devil got into him? Like gonorrhea? Devilria? So to recover some of the episode that we lost, <laughs> I was talking about Scrubs, which I've been rewatching. I like Scrubs because it's actually surprisingly easy to jump in and out of. Like, they do have overarching plot lines... Did I stop? Nope. They do have overarching plot lines, but I mean, it's something that I can I can stop watching and start watching and stop watching with big gaps in between. And it's still basically the same show. Also, like I said before, they actually have nurses in it. Because nurses are the ones that do most of the work. That's that what Mary's Turk. Carla? Yeah. Well, if nurses aren't doing it, it's interns doing it. But, yeah, it's, it's like I said, doctors don't do all of the grunt work. They don't make sure you take your pills. They don't get you a blanket when you're cold. They don't give you a sponge bath. Yeah, sponge bath. When you're cold. See, cold you know, sponge bath. In the crotchal area. What I brought up that was funny on that, too, is because, because of that, it's actually quite realistic in many aspects. 
But uh, when I was in the army, I very quickly learned that one of the most realistic movies for day-to-day -day life in the military was actually in the army now with Polly Shore. Oh, that's where we left off was the yeah, we're rant. Talking, about we're talking about Polly Shore and Lori Petty and Andy Dick in In the Army Now. But Lori Petty wasn't his girlfriend no, in no, real she, life. She was his girl, like his army girlfriend. No, I don't. Were they actually? Right? I don't think they were actually involved. I think she was just there. Do you remember Michael? I have no idea. It's been a long time since I watched that movie. I just imagine I like they dated strippers. I can't say I ever watched it sober. So you have a good point there. But yeah, it was like the jury duty of army movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But you were saying, imagine Polly Shore and Andy Dick starring in a movie together now. Yeah. I don't think train wrecks is a strong enough word. That's why I said I, I feel like that would just be some sort of bad parody of Party Monster. Uh, well, or a Scary Movie 6. But it's just like, Polly Shore, he knows who he is, he knows his place in the world, he knows his level of fame, but Andy Dick... Bring out the lion tamers. Ugh. Ugh. Let's say walking, I am trudging. Like I said, it's, it's you need to get them like circus circus wranglers. You need the 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 Hessian coat and the top hat and the whip in the chair. Yeah, I was gonna say the actual chair. By the way, like we're not being like facetious. I mean, you actually need like the stool and the whip and probably someone off to the side with a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. Which no, because you just got to dig the tranquilizers. Well, that's, yeah, that's why I take him about six or seven to actually take him down. Which is or, funny, because uh, you guys say tranquilizers, and that, of course, takes me right back to the pirate captions and the pirate captain's tranquilizer addiction in Venture Brothers. Give me that sweet drink juice. Oh, God. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. I'm being unruly. Give me another hit. Yeah, someone likes the case. Is that the one where, uh, like, Scorponok or whatever his name was, like, took over the island? That was not. That was a different was that, uh, episode. That was the episode. Now you see him, now you don't? Yes. The episode you're thinking of is the one which actually creates um, Henchman 1, where they're sneaking into the island because the monarch is trying I'm out. Sorry, his... you mean Scott? Yes. Like I said, they're sneaking in the island because the monarch is trying out his new supervillain, and so they want to, like, put some kind of false video patch in the islands right, right, right. in the islands uh, camera feed and so you have 21 and 24 and Scott and the captain finds them when there's some reason in the museum there and they trank him up and then they have um, god it's card holder and the double agents oh uh, card holder and is it uh, yeah yeah, Cardholder and Doe are there, and they're the ones that trank up the captain for the second time. I'm being unruly. No? You know, I got you. I'm just happy I remembered the episode. Love it. Yeah. Trondor, we fucking get out of the damn window. All I can hear is the cat walking back and forth against the blinds. They can scare him off. Uh, Might make a little bit too much ruckus, though. Ruckus? Ruckus? Yeah. Well, it's, it's going to sound like B.A. Rack or... B.A. Baracus? Uh, yeah, B.A.F. Eh, well, I lost my... Th I lost it. <laughs> wow, you can tell. It is very early in the morning. Anyhow. It's also bright. Do you want to hit him with the, uh... Yeah, that's the other thing that's Give, him a, give him a trank. Hit him with the trank? No, just get the laser pointer. That's like cat trank. 
No, 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 because then they'll get all worked up and then... Oh, he's very interested in that. There we go. Okay, thank you. So, Doug... He's just happier fingering the penny jar at that point. Is that a new euphemism? Considering I dated a girl named Penny once. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Doug, you've been watching a lot of Freaks and Geeks lately. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Can we just not move past, hold on, the whole Penny Jar thing? Okay, cool. Um, so, while a lot of shows have been on hiatus, um, I jumped to watching some stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Michael's throwing up gang signs. Um, no, he's doing Cat's Cradle. Got it. Um, I've been watching Freaks and Geeks. Um, I'm almost through the first and only season, which makes me sad. Well, here's the thing about Freaks and Geeks that I always thought. I want to know who their casting director was. Mm. Because, my God, talk about a fucking eye for talent. I was going to say eye for talent. Let's talk about... Everyone in the entire world being on that series? Okay, let's start with the main cast, and we'll go into guest stars. Or bit characters? Or bit characters. Main cast. Uh, I've been watching it recently, so I'm pretty sure I could do this in chronological order from the opening scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, or the opening credits. Uh, Linda Carlini. Boom, right off the bat. I'm you sorry, bet now you. I'm picturing her from Grandma's Boy trying to lick her own boob singing salt and pepper. God, I love that scene. I also think of her as Velma. Oh, Velma. Oh, Velma. Um, I swear to God, that was my outfit. John Francis Daly. Yeah. Who ends up on Bones. Well, he does a lot of other things. He also was one of the subsidiary characters in um, Kitchen Confidential, like far too short-lived series. He was the secondary character in, uh, not secondary character, but he was in, um, not a subsidiary, but uh, in Waiting. You're right. He was was the trainee in Waiting. Yep. Who never gets to talk. Well, he's, until the end. He's excellent on Bones, though. I thoroughly enjoy uh, Dr. Him on Sweets? Yes. Sweets? Something yes, he's like that. Dr. Sweets. And he is in, like Which I said. Which is terrifying. If you think of, if, if Warren were to write a character named Dr. Sweets, how terrifying would that be? But I mean, like, I already liked him, but he really came into his own in my favorite episodes of Bones of all time the yeah. death metal episode. Sure. When he shows up fully makeuped out and they have to borrow his shirt to stop this guy's throat wound, and you see all of the scars on his back because he was severely abused as a child. And it also has uh, Fry on it. What does it mean, Fry? Nathan Billy Fry? West? Nathan Fry? What? The actor? Is it Steven or Nathan? No idea. Nathan Fry. You know him if you saw him. You know the voice. Who the bloody hell is Nathan Fry? He's very English. You'd know him if you saw him, I promise. Like I said, it's one of the guest characters. Not Nathan Wait, Fry. Steven Fry? What? Stephen Fry? There we yeah. go, Stephen. I asked him if it was Nathan or Stephen, and neither of you knew it. Like I said, Stephen... Stephen Fry, yeah. Like I said, he has a guest appearance on that episode. He's amazing. His documentary on uh, bipolar disorder is mind-blowing. Yeah, because he has bipolar disorder. He's severely depressed a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and is suicidal. Oh my god, that truck is driving me fucking crazy. He also owns the third Mac in England. The third? Doesn't surprise me. Who owned the first two? Uh, Douglas Adams. Wasn't he? Why am I not shocked? It was also fairly early on coming out, too. He gay. He's real gay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
it was not a surprise when you see him. He's in, like he's like Ian McKellen. When, when you see him in V for Vendetta, you're like, yeah, that's a little bit of reality. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, he was really good in V for Vendetta as her boss. He does like, do a go- and, lot of great documentaries, just like driving across the U.S. and whatnot. He does well. He's a lo- he's uh, a lot on that um, that British racing show. Uh, he, oh, no, you he, mean Top Gear? Yeah, that one. Oh, he's no. been on it once, maybe no. twice, uh, at least twice. Because when he showed up on the second time, he'd lost all the weight, and they go, where's the rest of you? That does sound like something Jeremy would say. Yeah. He um, also read all the Harry Potter books for the audiobooks, which are amazing. No. Anyways, back to Freaks and Geeks. On with the cast. So, we've only gotten into two. Yes. So, Linda Cardellini, mm-hmm. John Francis Daly, uh, what's the next one? Uh, James Franco. Frank- I was going to like, really? James Franco? Come on. That was also the origin of the legendary James Franco, Seth Rogen team up. Absolutely, and weirdly enough, I guess he hated Busy Phillips. Really? Yeah, I guess like they do not get along, but they had to make out a lot. On I wonder the show. why they don't mesh. That must be awkward. Like I said, I wonder why they don't mesh. This seems like they have compatible personalities. I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just, too much alike. That might be it. Maybe they just rubbed each other the wrong way. So to speak. Yeah, crazy. crazy. So, um... But you're, like I said, Seth Rogen. Uh, also... Seth Rogen, Martin Starr. Oh, God, very Sam young. the Man Levine, a.k.a. Little Wolverine. Wolverine. You have a really young... Like, all of the bigs were so only, young. Only John Francis Daly was the age that he was actually playing. Like I said, all of them were so young. Uh, let's, not, let's not forget Joe Flanner, uh, Flattery mm-hmm. from SCTV from back in my day. Yeah. Um, and then let's, let's talk guest stars. Well, we already talked about recently the most random of crossovers ever between the Veronica Mars and the Freaks and Geeks with a one line and a uh, credit for Mathlete 2. Two. Number two. Sorry, Mathlete number two. Uh, it was Percy Daggs... The third? The third? Yeah. Third. Uh, who was Wallace in Veronica Mars. Mars. One line. What does he say? Uh, the the answer, answer is 12 or something like that. It would have been better if it was 42. That would have been funnier. Um, let's talk about a then unknown at those times. The uh, Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf? Well, it's not pronounced like that. It makes Shia LaBeouf? LaBeouf. Whatever. Shave the Beef? Shave the Beef. Shave the Beef? A then unknown Shave the Beef? Yep. Before he worked for Disney, which gave him his start. Um, let's have Leslie, uh, Leslie Mann, which I believe that's where Judd Apatow met her. God, I hope so. Yes, that's where he met his lady wife, the extremely funny and versatile Leslie Mann. Let's talk about the fact that the reoccurring character Is of the... Jason Segel on that, too? Jason yeah. the main character. Yeah. He's Nick Endonopoulos. Um, as well as... Let's, and, and then he dated... Uh, Linda Cardellini a couple of years after the uh, uh, couple of years don't tell for me. a couple of years after. Like I said, the, don't tell me that because I just I just a want them to be be together and b and now imagining her breaking up with him while he's naked. Nope, that's actually they disproved. That's uh, a different girl. Two, yeah, two rumors that one, she was not the naked breakup, and two, it was a joke when they said they broke up because he gained weight. Well, they probably just grew apart or got too busy. Yeah. Um, I met your mother, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Yeah. And then he ended up with Michelle Williams for a little while, so... Well, I'm once again, it was distance, distance that broke them up. 
Yeah. It was dissidents. There's the dissidents. Dissidents actually makes sense. Oh my god, how long is that effing truck going to be out there? I don't know. But I'm glad you're getting picked up by the mic. So, sorry. Um, sorry. you're it's like some kind of weird audio me. vampire. Because I hate the sound of my own voice. So, um, sound, let's sound. talk that, like, David Gruber Allen, um, from back in the day, would have been uh, the Naked Trucker from T-Bone and the Naked Trucker. The Naked Trucker and T-Bone, rather. Do you remember that, Michael? No idea what you guys are even talking about. Awesome. Well, I have no uh, idea what T-Bone and the Naked Trucker is, either. Apparently, well, we're going to have to Google David, it later. D- yeah. David, Al- David Allen plays the Naked Trucker, but that's the comedy duo that was David Gruber, who play, or David Gruber Allen, who plays... The uh, uh, um, guidance counselor uh, in Freaks and Geeks with his comedic partner, some guy you might have heard of named Dave Kechner. Oh, Dave Kechner. Let's talk about the episode where there's Rashida Jones. A really young Rashida Jones. Extremely young. Which is interesting that she managed to make her own way in the entertainment industry considering how well-known her dad was, oddly enough, as a freaking sitar player. Yeah, because when I think Quincy Jones, I think sitar player. Um, well, I mean, among other things. Let's talk about, for just literally a geek thing, two slightly reoccurring characters are... Oh, oh Jason Schwartzman's on it. He oh, works, Jason he, Schwartzman. He works in I, the... Every time you say that name, all I can think of him in Rushmore and the worst joke ever that still makes me laugh to this day. O.R., are they? Yeah, exactly. I can't believe you wore that to my play. These are O.R. scrubs. O.R., are they? they? I don't want to laugh, but I laugh every time. Thanks, Wes Anderson. Um, Jason Schwartzman, Schwartzman works in a like disco clothing shop run by who, Thank Dad? Thank God the truck's gone. Run by who? A boner? Joel Hodgson. Sorry. Oh, I was hoping you'd say Mark Hamill. Ooh. <laughs> Would be equally as geeky, actually. Joel Hodgson, of course, the original host and creator of MST3K, Mystery Science Theater 2000. Uh, and they're the. I also, can I tell you how much he and I really enjoy riff tracks? And if. Yeah, it's, I absolutely love like, riff tracks. Michael and I love watching riff tracks. I've learned every once in a while if I'm really missing MS3, or MS3TK, yeah. is I, all you have to do is make a little paper cutout of the uh, servo and. Everyone and just tape it out to and crow and tape it to the bottom of my screen. It's just like watching the real thing. I would have that on my TV. Um, With your Harry Potter wand remote. Oh, update for everyone. Three weeks later, have not found fucking remote. Finally bought a replacement. Also, update. You did not tell the internet you lost the remote. Yes, I did. Is that a mistake I made? See, I'm willing to bet that once we get batteries for this remote is when the old ones will reappear. I looked everywhere. I don't know where... My that vampire bunny ate it. It's a zombie bunny. Thank you. Still. It's a Roman dirge stuffed animal. I have a signed box. Freezing. <laughs> okay. Finish up your thoughts on freezing and Geeks and we'll move uh, on. Tracy, uh... Ullman? No. Morgan? Uh, LeBeau? who plays uh, the mad scientist in MST3K, mm-hmm. is one of the biology teachers. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other... I mean, there were just... Yeah, I think this, uh, 15 years ago, it was like, so many people were on that show. Like I said, Paul I, Feig, who created it, went on to do Bridesmaids in The Heat. Uh, the 
heat wasn't that bad. I think, honestly, our challenge for next week is going to be finding out who their casting director was and seeing what are the things they cast. Uh, yeah. No, no I can challenge do that. for next week. Thanks, Internet. Internet, please let us know. Absolutely. So, sometime this week, I actually managed to find the time to watch the With Great Power Stan Lee documentary. The it's what? St- Stan Lee documentary. Documentary? Documentary? What do, you want, what do you want me to say? Did you say documentary? I did. What's that saying? Telepathy. I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. What's your problem? <laughs> the wrong syllable. That's a perfectly incremulant incrum- It's one word. of those, uh, listen to what I mean, not to what I say moments. Don't be such a dick, dick. And then biggins the noblest soul. It's Pretty perfectly much, yeah. Cromulent word. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Um, as much as I enjoyed it, I cannot for the life of me believe they actually managed to survive comics-wise. Because they basically got put out of business over and over and over again. Marvel? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Two. They, uh, they applied for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the early the late 90s maybe early 2000s but like I said they got put out of business over and over and over again and you know what oh my god the comics code was such unbelievable bullshit we could do you're, half you're an perfect. episode yeah but it's just one of those things where it got brought down to the barest points where they had one psychologist who talked to a hundred juvenile yeah Talked to a hundred juvenile delinquents, and all of them said they'd read comics at some point. So we decided that comics led to juvenile delinquency. That's like saying all that's these like, school shootings, these kids watch TV. Like said, Therefore, TV is like the, the evil. Laziest con- that's like the laziest conclusion you could ever do. Yeah, well, this was also, what, 60, 70 years ago? I mean, 60 years ago? The thing is, they left out that they were actually reading the, uh, like, Archie comics. Like I said, they just said comics. They didn't specify what kind. Show me that Jughead is doing Mr. Weatherby. But it's one of those things. Were they reading Family Circus, the worst comic of all time? God, I hate Family Circus. There's Family Circus just waiting but to suck. But isn't that a comic strip? It Name is. that movie. Go. I have that on VHS. Do you really? Yeah. It's Family Circus. It's real, like I said, no, it's, it's on Go, because I have my all-white TV with built-in VC, VC, uh, I was going to say VHS player in my bedroom. With nice. like With, like, five tapes. It's like Go, Clueless. Basketball. Yeah, basketball. I watch basketball. Well, on VHS? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. I told you yeah. that it's my favorite memory of all time of you is you... Kicking this douche off the patio at one of my works for being a dick to me. I take care of my women's. Yeah, and that's what you said when you came back. I take care of my women's. And it was actually a super fucked up situation because my brother-in-law just passed away due to HIV complications. Ooh, okay, we didn't actually get into that two weeks ago. No, it's not a big deal. He was sick the entire time I knew him. Like I said, he he passed away due to HIV complications and this dickbag was trying to make an AIDS joke and you kicked him off the patio... And so, because if I would have made an AIDS joke, it would have been at least fucking funny. Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, the thing you said when you came back that actually made all of it all better, because it made me laugh after such a shitty situation was, I take care of my women's. I am such an evil person. What did you just think? I'm just and thinking... No, 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 and consider it's going to be out there to the universe before you say it. Oh, I don't. 
I, I, it pretty much the uh, AIDS song from Family Guy is no, going no, to no, my no. head. No, 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 that's not offensive. It's just telling somebody they have AIDS. Not HIV, it, but full-blown AIDS. You've got I had AIDS. HIV, and then I got another three uh, tiles. tiles on Scrabble. Thank you, Doug Benson. So, moving on, have you finished your thoughts on Freaks and Geeks? For the most part, I mean, I did have an emotional breakthrough um, on Damn, so you can listen to that, about Freaks and Geeks, or based on an episode of Freaks and Geeks, about the, um, and we can talk about it a little bit if you want, um, not, 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 not the emotional breakthrough, but the fact that I identify with the geeks um, because of their almost misinformed ideas of the opposite sex. In what way? Well, I talk about Undam, but I, I talked to a friend in middle school and I said, well, us guys have an obvious physical reaction to girls. Uh, what what do girls do? You mean you wanted to know what the girls Spilush. were going to a boner was? Yeah. Oh, and right. as we used to call it, a weddy. Oh, the weddy. <laughs> yeah, we weren't that Thank level you, yet. This, this was This was seventh, eighth grade. And my friend goes, well, their nipples get hard. I went, oh, okay. Well, that's true, but um, how much uh, Henry Rawlings have you listened to? Probably not as much as you're going to bring up. But <laughs> it bites well, he's, no, he's, he, he's talking about his kind of sexual awakening, and he went to an all-boys school, but he's mm-hmm. talking about waiting at the bus stop with the girls and basically being so ravenous for female attention that it made you dumb, and you didn't know what was going on underneath the skirt, but you knew you wanted to know what was going yeah, on underneath absolutely. the skirt. And, like, the one of those, you finally understood those noises that Robert Plant was making after that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I right? am. Yeah. David, now I'm going to have to go listen to Led Zeppelin. See? Especially yeah. Black Dog. Yeah. Anyways... I would say favorite books of the last year, but it's becoming favorite books of all time. Ex-Base Roots. Be quiet, I'll be good. I reread Ready Player One. Nice. It is very fast becoming one of my top five books of all time. I forget how much I enjoy it, all of the little pop culture Easter eggs in it, but I have the same thought every time I read it, which is, I need to reread Snow Crash. Yes. And the thing is, everyone I've asked has the same problem I do, where they don't own a copy anymore because you lend it to somebody else and it never comes back. That's why I got the ebook. Yeah, like I said. So it got where me. Where did I borrow? Did I borrow from you? Do you have my copy? No. I don't think you do because I feel like you read that long before I ever would have given you a copy. But it was one of the things where I started thinking about it and I figured out, like, my top three cyberpunk novels, and they're, like I said, no, they're, they're super, super easy to discern for me, where it's um, Snow Crash, Ready Player One, and Down and Out in the Magical Kingdom. There's no will to give someone there. Nope. Why would you not have Neuromancer, or Melissa Overdrive, or no. Spook Country? No, they're, they're great books, they're not my top three. For cyberpunk? Mm-hmm. Once I've most enjoyed... So, not, William no, Gibson, no, the man who coined like the no. term cyberpunk. Once I've most enjoyed, not most influential. Uh, okay. No, gotcha, once gotcha, I've gotcha. most enjoyed. My gotcha, top gotcha. three. The one thing I found amusing about William Gibson, though, is the first time I, re- I heard about him 
quite a while from all my friends, but never really read anything. Until I watched a documentary on him himself, and I was like, okay, this guy reminds me way too much of myself. And that's when I actually started reading some of his stuff. Yeah, I had that Douglas Adams, actually. Yeah, I know that. You you didn't read Douglas Adams until much, much later than you should have. And realized... And what? Bitch. Yacht. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Anyways, Douglas Adams. Yeah, no, I didn't read until late and realized I was kind of ripping him off for a while. Not an accident. Uh, my whole story about the character Dan the Man going through the genre galaxy looking for the Folgers crystals. It's actually pretty funny. Thank you. Hey, you aren't ripping him off if you don't know about him yet, though. Yeah, and then I was... I went and bought, like, the complete Hitchhiker's Guide. Like It was, like, four books in one compendium and went, ah, oh, fuck. You know, I, I sh- desperately want a case for my tablet that says don't panic on it. Um, the one thing I tried to find Turn that on tell. Kindle, or for my Kindle, and the um, Amazon refuses its, uh, refuses to license anyone to make cases for a Kindle if they actually print that on it. Yeah. Because when it first came out, especially the one with G or 3G, they're like, okay, this is the true Hitchhiker's Guide. So the, I did the best thing I could when I bought my Kindle is I bought it with the complete Hitchhiker's Guide on it. And especially since it had all access to Wikipedia all the time, period, Yeah. for free, I'm like, yep, this is the Hitchhiker's Guide. Which is funny, because I think Wikipedia is probably the closest you're ever going to get to a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, because it's information, but anybody can manipulate it, and it's not Absolutely. reliable. And it is, it is rapidly turning into that, uh, the information is quite overwhelming. I just miss the days when the uh, article on chicken was the, actually the designated deface this article. Yeah, unfortunately, Sarah Palin ruined that when she missed, oh, I was going to say, miss, miss, you know, represented the Paul Revere story. And so now everybody likes to deface the Paul Revere article for the story she told. Are you One of my favorite ones on Wikipedia, though, where someone defaced it, and it was completely truthful. It was uh, file systems for different computers, and it had different features listed. And there was this one file system that had an extra check mark on it was kill your kills your wife when you sleep, <laughs> because the guy that wrote the file system killed his wife. Oh. <laughs> yeah. and it was just like uh, speaking of. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Weird little nerd things in programming language. Uh, Mac released their new uh, programming language. Called? Um, I, I don't know. They don't have a cute name for it? They do, but I don't remember it. I know one came out recently called Rust. No, it's the, the new one. Like, it okay. was premiered the at the last... One? Yeah, it was uh, premiered at the last uh, TechCrunch, which was uh, a couple weeks ago. Um... There are certain things if you type in, you get certain responses. Like, when you type in as a command prompt for the command prompt and the job it's going to do, if you type in Malcolm Reynolds, it says Captain. (laughs) If you type in Zoe Wash, or Washington, or whatever it was, um, you get Copilot. If you type in Jane... If you type in Jane, it will say uh, public relations. If you try to repeat the uh, program header, uh, program uh, language, 
a program prompt Highlander and try to do it twice, it will tell you that it can only be singular. What happens if you ask it what day it is? It will just bring up I count. See, the, <laughs> there's a reason that why reminds I asked me that of question, one of the early Michael? Siri bugs. Yeah. Because one of the early Siri bugs, if you said, like, I'm feeling rather depressed and though suicidal, it will actually say, bring up pages on how to commit suicide, not suicide prevention hotline. <laughs> Good. Are you going to fall asleep on me? No, shut up. Quiet you. So we went off on a completely different tangent, but because I was watching the Stanley documentary, documentary, documentary. Anyways, now I'm stuck in a word loop. Aluminium. Pretty much. I'm stuck in a word hole. Um, that actually got me thinking about comic books and collectibles again, so I started rewatching the seasons of comic book men that are on nice. Netflix. Nice. I was wondering why you had that written. Down. No, I started rewatching, and I've watched them before, but it's. There's something just so endearing about it. It's Pawn Star with comic books, but it's like, how can you hate Walt Flanagan? How can you hate, oh, God, Brian Johnson is like the reason You can hate Ron Johnson, Brian Johnson easily. I mean, you love him, but you hate it. You say word hole, though, just kind of picture Touch myself word being hole. stuck in a pit and having Sylvia Plath books thrown at me. Oh, <laughs> I It puts an impression on its skin. Or I guess the oven again. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, that was funny. Going to my head, come really, back out. It was really funny. It was just really terrible. And I'm almost said we can't end the episode on that, but we're not even close to time yet. But like I said, I started watching comic book guys again, which I've seen before, but I still, it's like I said, I just find it so endearing. And I love how excited they get when they actually get ultra-rare items in, or even... Silver Age Marvel books, and uh-huh. you do put on the white gloves. Do they get a nerdy? So much. So much. But like I said, it, it, I, I actually really do like when they get a super valuable item in, they don't try to fuck somebody over on it. They're like, you need to go to an auction house. Are you just laughing about Trogdor? You just... Yeah, boingy, boingy, boingy. He's a cat, they bounce, it's fine. Like gummy bears, here and there and everywhere. You ever seen a cat try to eat a gummy bear? It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Talk for a different show. What show would that be? Okay, so Walter Mitty. No, finish your thoughts on Comic Book Man. We really like nope, that's, that's pretty much my thoughts on Comic Book Man, other than I would really um, like to have enough knowledge to be paid I, as I a watched pop the culture Life. specialist. I watched the... Rob Bruce? Yeah. I would love to be Rob Bruce. I haven't watched oh, Walter God, Mitty really? just because I don't care for Ben Stiller that much. That's yeah, stupid. Anyways, yes. So um, I watched The Secret Life on Walter Mitty. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get through like, you know, all of the old school movies now, old school movies in my computer. Um, I'm just trying to clear your hard drive because we're getting a new computer because I really want to hit this computer with a golf club. Although, chances are, when you get the new computer, I'll buy the old computer. I know a shooting range that has a uh, clay pigeon shoot, or trap shooter, that actually is large enough to fit laptops in it. Meh? Well, there you go. (laughs) Meh? That seems like a YouTube video. Last time I got really that mad at a machine, 
it was a credit card machine, and I did no, I was gonna say it was break it to bits. Running on double A's. So you pulled a office space on it. I totally pulled an office space on it, and I'm actually shocked we didn't somehow accidentally get it through the warehouse window of the building next to us. <laughs> Walter Mitty. So I watched the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Um, it was cute. Uh, once again, I, 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 it's the same. It wasn't meant to be a blockbuster. I get that, a blockbuster, but um, it's it's one of those stories where I just don't think it translated well to film. Um, I could definitely see that. Just from the preview, I could see that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Sean Penn was fine in it. I I thought he kind of pulled a Jack Nicholson, eighty nine Joker, where he just chewed the scenery a bit too much. Um, he was too big. Yeah, I... It was cute. It, it reminded it, me of something we have to talk about. And I also... Re, I was You reminded me of something I kind of want to rewind a minute on. Mm-hmm. You're saying you're surprised the credit card machine didn't go next, through the where, window of the warehouse next door? I accidentally did that once, mainly <laughs> because I did not realize how, how far laser discs would fly if you threw them like a frisbee. Really and far. they have a really lot of far. mass to them, so Except they go through really anything. Far. <laughs> it's like, that would go straight through drywall, straight through windows. Which is funny, because <laughs> you know what laser disc I remember seeing more than anything else? The Abyss. No. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Really? Like, I would love to get a copy of that like on laser disc. Like, fucking everybody had that laser no, disc. No, I wanted Robin Hood men in tights on laser disc. No, no. I'm talking about <laughs> Kevin Costner. Yeah, I'm talking about Kevin Costner, Robin Hood. Everybody had that on laser discs. West Bank. Is West the one I always West saw was Bank. Jurassic Park. That was also another that was big on the laser disc. And the oh, Abyss. Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah. So. In uh, 2001. Do we want to talk about the rumor of them courting Tom Hiddleston to be Joker in Batman Superman? Yeah, and let's talk about them courting uh, Emily Blunt for being Catwoman. God, I would love that. She's a little Wait. skinny. Who for Joker in Batman Superman? Tom Hiddleston, i.e. Loki from uh, The Avengers. I am not okay with that. I'm not okay with that for two reasons. One, I don't think there needs to be a big crossover with actors between DC and Marvel. And two, Doug, you brought this one up. It's a typecast. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree. That yeah, it's definitely typecast. He's being typecast as a, He's being typecast on a goddamn Jaguar commercial. Jaguar. Like I don't know. I thought he was actually pretty good on it's that, especially because the entire theme was typecast with their biggest roles. Well, right with with they and, and, villains. and they and they have all played weirdly. They have all played villains in Marvel. It, no, it, well, no, 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 absolutely not. No. In comic movies. Oh, you're right. There weren't on Marvel. Mark Strong was uh, Sinestro. Yep. Uh, no, but he was actually. In, if you want to go Marvel, he was D'Amico in uh, Kickass. Well, one of them was also a villain in Lucky Number Slevin. What? Lucky Number yeah, Slevin. Uh, ben Kingsley was also... Yeah, ben, he was the fake-out villain in Iron he was, Man. He was the Mandarin yeah. fake-out. Oh, yeah. In, I completely spaced that one out. Well, yeah, because it's not very memorable. Yeah. But... I... I, I like... No, he was great in the role. It's just the movie... We've talked about it. I would have liked to have seen him, like, actually be the villain and that the fake-out was the fake-out, but... Uh, like I said, no, he was great in the role. It's just the movie... It had its points. Anyways, no, I don't want to see Tom Hiddleston 
in this role because of those reasons. I'd I would love to see his take here, on here's the, the Joker. Part, here's the I don't part. want to see him in this Here's movie. the weird part. How about this? I want to see him audition. I don't want to see him get the role. I would love to see Tom Hiddleston as the Joker on, say, Funny or Die, College Humor, uh, Nerdist YouTube. I would love to see that. That's what I'm saying. I want to see the audition. I don't want to see the role. Absolutely. I kind of wish that we could actually go back and grab Mark Hamill from like 1981 oh, and use him as the Joker. <laughs> but he he wouldn't he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know. Well, if we and I just I just got done watching my entire like uh, as we call the B task. I just got done watching the B task like binge and oh, I watched the Mad Love episode. Where it's like Harley's uh, Harley's origin and... Yeah, I've actually never asked you about this. How much of a Batman animated series did you watch? A lot? Uh, no. Really? None at all. I loved... No, I mean, just like the, the after-the-school Batman cartoon. Oh, yeah. Never seen it. We're going to watch... Any of it? We're going to watch so much of it. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to watch so much of it. Give but me a flash drive. We're done. Honestly, like I said, that's... that's Doug and I talked about this. That's kind of my Batman. Yeah. That's when you when I read the comics, it's Kevin Conroy's voice. It's Mark Hamill's voice. It's Mark Hamill Joker. My introduction to Batman Andy uh, Whittle too. Jack like, or Jack or Jack Nicholson. Yeah, was the no Tim that was no. that was my introduction no, to need, Batman. You need Mark Hamill. To Mark Hamill redefines it. Like I, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, he's but like after second. but after but after ninety what what would we say ninety four? My second introduction to Batman though was Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, he, he saw Tim Burton before he saw 60s Batman. Yep, I saw Tim Burton, then I saw 60s Batman, and then I saw Schwarzenegger as Freeze. Yeah, then he saw, you know, Schumacher. You're all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. he's all fucked up. And then I went to the new movies, the uh, past three with, uh, with Christopher. The, the with, Nolan trilogy. Yeah. yeah, and then the video games. Even though I do have to say Batman, or Lego the Batman. The games are based awesome. loosely on the animated, because you have Kevin Conroy, you have uh, 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 Arlene Sorkin, and then Tara Strong as Harley Quinn, you yeah. have uh, Mark Hamill's The Joker. Well, the, the video games, to my understanding, is the Batman the Animated Series universe. Well, it's really funny because, I and mean, they're written by Paul Denny. Um, I don't know about the new one, though. I don't know if Arkham Knight is written by Paul Denny. But... Um, Kind of a weird freak, like freaks. I and actually geeks. have the Wikipedia page up right now. Kind of the weird, like They're freaks. That uh, Judd Apatow says, like, I will always cast people from Freaks and Geeks because it's my way of like denying that show was ever canceled. Um, who did you say the writer was for uh, that? Bet? Arkham Knight. Uh, Paul Dini, D I N I. He's not on Arkham Knight. Okay. Um. But he he wrote uh, Arkham Asylum. And Arkham City. Um, <clears throat> but like I said, I, just, just that that animated Batman. That that's my Batman. That's a definitive. That's a definitive Batman. He's, it's the people's Batman. The people's Joker. It's Kevin Smith doesn't say it better. I mean, he really doesn't. It's it's the people's Batman. The people's Joker. And that's the end all I mean, be all. That was my introduction to Harley Quinn. That was my introduction to. That girl. That was my introduction to Rob. Uh, like all the I, I I watched the '66 stuff. I watched the '60s stuff um, before I saw um, uh, Tim Burton stuff. Uh, before but I, mean, I that saw was, that was my Freeze. That was my Joker. That was my Riddler. Before any of the completely over the top Tim Burton castings. 
If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? It's got to be one of the best titles ever. Yeah, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? But I mean, when they had Carrie as fucking Riddler, I'm just like... He, he had his moments where once he had like, his moments with, where with, the physical gestures he made were perfect. He, he yes. was he was very he was very much um, channeling uh, Frank Gorshin uh, who who played him in the, in the sixty six version. I actually agree with you completely on that. Um, but there were there were there were moments. That, here's where I, I guarantee you, I can pinpoint where Kerry lost where he goes. I am a god. Was that too much? Was that over the top? I can never tell. Like, that's literally when Jim Carrey lost me, and that was maybe an hour, hour and a half into the movie. I mean, I like Jim Carrey as Enigma, as... I like Jim Carrey as Enigma. What really got me, though, was Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Faced. Oh, we don't know. Oh, God, it was so bad. It was so campy. Yeah. Though, uh, I do like that he has the apartment split in half, and there's, um, what is it, uh, Drew Barrymore making him quail eggs, and Debbie Mazar, who I would still do. Um, she's still hot? She yeah. looks exactly the fucking same. Yeah. Debbie Mazar going, a charred boar and grain alcohol. <laughs> like, it was literally, like, he had, he had the Two-Face apartment, which I really liked, um, I did not like the characterization of Tommy Lee Jones and Two Face, but do we need to move on? Do you guys want to talk about True Lies? Yes. <laughs> do you? I'm sorry, I've never seen True Lies. All right, I was never a big Schwarzenegger fan. That's definitely. You don't have to be a Schwarzenegger fan for that movie. It's like, it's well, it's one. It's other than fucking brilliant in so many ways. <laughs> Every fucking vaguely film boy I know is like, you've never seen True Lies? Really? Yeah, it's like, really? It's really? All, I wouldn't compare it to like Terminator or uh, Commando. It's like, not, not the stereotypical Schwarzenegger roles. No, but it's like when you start seeing the action comedies come out of Probably the late 80s when you see uh, well, like the weapon pop up. Oh, yeah. Or actually, what if Schwarzenegger's or the Orons Kindergarten Cop? Okay, <laughs> just so like, you know. Which is bad. Which, it's because it wasn't a black guy and a white guy. It was a man and a woman. I'm not high-fiving that. Yeah. Oh, come on. I, 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 I don't know if that's racist or sexist, but... I think it was a little bit of both. Resexist? <laughs> Resexist. But at the same time, though... You're bringing Resexy back... Oh. <laughs> At the same time, though, True Lies, like, wow, that kind of revitalized like, Jamie Lee Curtis's career. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. And, it, she... and it birthed uh, Alicia Dushku. Yeah, Elijah Dushku. Whatever. And also at the same time, is part of the reason why most people, or most guys our age, would, even if they had the chance with Jamie Lee Curtis now, would probably go for it. She uber married. As long as we had a sports car and we're Bill Paxton, we're fine. Exactly. I'm sorry, man. I was fucking lying. Just piss his pants. <laughs> God, it's such a great scene. I've oh, never seen it. I'm sorry. Look at his spy pisses know, his pants. I, all I know is for some reason he's on a donkey in an elevator. You mean an actual horse? Is it, is it a horse? It's a horse. There, the one thing. The horse chase scene on the fucking elevator. 
That's fucking oh my, Tom Cruise wet dreams of that shit. See, what is that? That's the joke about Jamie Lee Curtis in the helicopter with the ripaway dress, where they actually made the action figures. Because they made the action figures with the ripaway dress, and it cracked me the fuck up. The Jamie Lee Curtis ripper scene. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That was awesome. Cultural touchstone. Oddly enough, that is why we had this conversation. Because it was, I I said a a Family Guy joke to a coworker. Which was, do an erotic dance for your partner and see how long it takes them to get a boner. What's a boner? And his response was, it'd be like the Jamie Lee Curtis strip sequence in True Lies. See, I always thought a boner is when he got so hard so fast that it actually made a bong like it hit a gong. No, it's Oh, I thought it was, you got so hard you ended up being the uh, uh, speaker of the house. See, there's one thing I kind of want to say on True Lies, though, which I absolutely love, but at the same time, it's a little bit of spoiler, but the movie's old enough I can probably do it. It's more than five years years. Okay. Is at the end they didn't do the stereotypical thing, which is like, hey, they defused the bomb. And with like one good. second to go. Yeah, like, with one second to go, we, it's we like talking about this. They actually sat there and said, "Screw, it, we cannot do this. Evacuate the area." And they actually detonated a nuke in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> well, in Florida it's, Keys. It's Florida. Yeah. Which explains all of Florida now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even when it comes to Florida. Because Man. I think True Lies is a documentary or whatever the fuck you said. Documentary. Anytime Florida Man Do- comes documentary? up. Documentary? Documentary. Documentary. Anytime. Oh, you have to say that with that accent. Yes, I did. Okay. Anytime Florida Man comes up in a headline, I always like to prefer to just think of it as all one person. Hashtag Key Mushroom. <laughs> key Mushroom? Yeah, the Florida Keys in a mushroom club. Oh. Hashtag Keys Mushroom. Do you want to move on to Ricky Madoff? Or Rick Middle? Yes, let's real quick because um, we're gonna wrap this up. And um, I have a very vague last point. Party. Please continue to write the rest of it down. Um, Rick Mayall, uh died this week. Um, Deb, you're gonna have a different take on his career than I. So no offense, I'd like to go. I'd like to go first on this one. The Young Ones. Um, I remember. Watching that on PBS when that's back in the day when that's how you got BBC on PBS. Yeah, that's how I got my Tom Baker. Um, that's how you got Doctor uh, Doctor Who. That's how you got uh, uh, Falcon Towers. Harvey served. No, no. Are you no. Be, no? Are you being served? That was are you being served a major part of my uh, Monty Python. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Doc, and, and like I said, Doctor at the very beginning, but uh, he has an unexplained death at this point, and it makes me incredibly sad. Who's that? Rick Mayall. Uh, it's natural causes. Well, yeah, but he died young. Uh, 56? That's very young. That's pretty young. Like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, really? Really? I really thought that Prick, it's Rick, would live on for much longer. I like to think so. He's working on a new project with his uh, Young Ones uh, co-writer, I want to say Ed Edmonton or, or uh, Alton Edmonton. I put Vivian in, um... It's Vivian! Like I said, and it's, they had such a short run, but it had such a great impact, especially when MTV later on replayed this. See, I don't, remember, I don't remember that at all. Well, I didn't have that at all. I got them through the PBS. Yes, and I remember watching it, and, and then uh, 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 my friend, oh, friend now, but ex, or current girlfriend, then uh, Charlotte uh, bought me the DVDs. Charlotte, could he say that more awkwardly, please? Message me and let me know. 
Let me know if you can say that more often. Hey, Glenn, you bought me the DVDs. By the way, did you get your sock back yet? The BBC Christmas. Fuck off. The BBC. <laughs> The BBC Christmas, I'll call it, uh, was that she got me uh, Young Ones and a uh, Little Britain. Um, you never held on to an ex-girlfriend's sock, right, Michael? Well, what I did, it was pretty much... Uh, oh, I won't go there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Thank you. That's essentially what happened. It was I don't jerk off into her sock. That's not what I was talking about. Just throw it away. She doesn't want it back. Charlotte, let me know. No, that's why I like to defile it before I throw it away. I'm okay with that too. Don't get too close to Miggs's cell. So party down. Um, I haven't watched it in a long time, but uh, ever since Freaks and Geeks and watching Martin Starr, who really did kind of grow into his own body, like you can really watch it. Where you're like, he kind of. Especially if you watch The Invention of Lying, where he has the bit part as a waiter, and he's brilliant. But watching Freaks and Geeks to Mars. Me. Yes, but I would say before that, uh, Party Down, um, and then after that, Silicon Valley, I mean... But like the adventure of, invention of lying, I think is... Uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, You're right. Yeah, he's in the house. He's the guy that gets pink eye, or gives pink eye to everybody. He's dating uh, Ali Wong. Will you put Lancelot away, please? Uh, Lancelot is a llama who disapproves of everything. Sorry. And not Michael's dick. Lancelot right Which now... Which still disapproves of everything, like but said, it's not a llama. Lancelot right now is atop my pile of bagged and boarded single issues, disapproving of everything in the room. Well, internet told me I'm wrong. Um, no, you didn't. We are awesome. We no, have we're no great. mistakes. Jonah Ray, have that. Bam. Mistakes I made this week. Well, it's the World Cup. Which means that I have absolutely no free time whatsoever. And in conjunction with that, my cats have liked to let me know that they disapprove of something in my life because they are puking on everything in the entire world. What the shit, cats? What the shit? Doug? Uh, I was recently uh, handed an equation um, that's been floating around the internet that said, like, 90% of people will get this wrong. I'm 90%. And the worst part is... Definitely 90%. And the worst part is, I had a younger coworker go, yeah, PENDAS. What the fuck is PENDAS? Well, I'm not going to say what it stands for, or PEMDAS. I believe it's, it's uh, parentheses, uh, uh, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction, whatever. You know, it's no. orders of operation. You know what? In my day, we called it orders of operation. Oh my god, I remember PENDAS now. It just came back to me. It's orders I'm of sorry, operation. No, Doug, this is for you and for me. I'm sorry I'm so many years out of high school that this shit doesn't matter anymore, but fuck you. My point is, I didn't remember it. I didn't remember it until someone said, order of operation. I went, oh yeah, that's, we didn't have a clever name for it back when I were a lad. Well, the closest thing we had was, the closest thing we had was foil. First, outside, inside, last. But that was solving equations within parentheses. No, I, I remember Pandas, but like I said, I'm a long ways out of high school. That's not important to me anymore. No, I have an iPhone. No, exactly. <laughs> I have the internet. Uh, social contract asshole. It has been a year 
and they've done a lot of social contracts, and they're just all boiled down to exactly two things. Don't be a dick. Dick. And don't let people walk all over you. No. If they are, they're dicks, and fuck them in the dick. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickberg. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!